Live from the Merck Park, USA, I'm Tavis Smiley, and you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. So glad to see you and me back in stride again. Our phone number, 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. All of our socials can be found at KBLA 1580. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, everything at KBLA 1580. Uh, let me ask you uh, right now to download our app at KBLA 1580. Download the app and take us with you anywhere in the world and listen to us in real time, but only by downloading our app right now at KBLA 1580. Should you miss us any day in real time, check out the podcast of this program by going to the app, the website, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, so many places to get the podcast of this program and listen at your leisure should you miss us any day in real time. But I am delighted to have you along live with us today for the next three hours. You can also watch the live stream of this program by tapping on the KBLA TV icon on our app or by going to our YouTube channel. Let me also invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Tavis Smiley and get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. Another great show on tap for you today in our second hour. Two conversations up first. What do you want? That ain't no way to greet visitors. Just keep on riding. I don't think so, ma'am. We're gonna stay for a while. Dawn in this gang will terrorize and kill anybody that get in their way. I assume you're a lawman? Federal Marshal. You leaving again now? Wherever this dollar ball goes, he leaves trail of bodies behind. Men, women, children. I rode in around here started shooting. If I don't stop here, I will have blood on my hand. I found this on the boy. He's been putting them on the victims ever since he killed your wife and your son. I'm gonna need you on my posse to stop him. You know I'm ready to ride. Big California. Oh, uh, shop shoot. not know if you're hurt dead or alive why did you become a preacher man to repent i'm a killer we all kill us sam and some men just need killing a simple flank and shoot maneuver you hit them from front as soon as they get through eagle pass get the job done get the hell brothers get back <laughs> you feel it actor Isaiah Washington joins us for a conversation about his recent film project Corsicana which represents his directorial debut the film about the legendary first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi Bass Reeves premieres today on various streaming platforms including Amazon Prime Google Play and iTunes I saw this movie when it premiered here in LA uh, amazing project uh, and he acquitted himself quite nicely uh, in his directorial debut. But his film, Corsicana, debuts today on many of these streaming platforms, including, once again, Amazon Prime, Google Play, and iTunes. Look forward to talking to Isaiah Washington at the top of Hour 2. On the B-side of Hour 2.
legendary neo-soul singer Angie Stone joins us for a career conversation and to share some new music, which drops on Valentine's Day, actually, but you'll get a taste of it today when Angie Stone joins us on the backside of Hour 2. Our third hour, as you know, is the domain of the motivator, Les Brown, and his program, You've Got to Be Hungry with Les Brown. Uh, the entire month of February, his Black History Month radio residency continues today with the theme, It's Hard. We've done It's Possible, uh, It's Necessary, Yesterday Was It's You, and today's theme is It's Hard. You've got to be hungry with Les Brown in the third hour of this program as he continues again his radio residency exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580 every single weekday this month. But in this first hour, two more conversations. Not sure if President uh, Biden intends to address the environment tonight in his State of the Union speech, uh, but there is even more evidence today illuminating the fact that communities of color, especially black ones, are disproportionately exposed to air pollution. We will talk about it on the B side of this hour with Glory Dolphin Hamus. That said, we commence today's program in dialogue with uh, Dr. Fareed Zarif on the connection between good health and nature and how to unpack how we have become slaves to our tongues. We'll start that conversation in a moment. We're.edu. Conversations that matter. matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Dr. Fareed Zarif, when you said we become slaves to our tongues, by that you mean what exactly, sir? Hey, hey, Tavis, hey, good to hear you. Man, um, you know, when we talk about that, we talk about the ignorance that we have been uh, subjected to over all these years. And um, it just simply uh, said that euphoria trumps uh, looking at self. And um, one of the worst diseases in the planet on the planet now is low self-esteem, and especially in the black communities. Mm. Um, the connection between low self-esteem and being slaves to our tongues is exactly what? Well, you know, uh, you have to have low self-esteem uh, today. Uh, the current way that people are acting uh, uh, reflects a lot of what we used to act like in the past. So uh, the way that we've acted in the past is that we didn't have any control of our lives. So uh, low self-esteem is the same thing. If you keep a person ignorant, uh, which uh, is, is agnotology, that's when you keep a person uh, pretty much uh, down and enslaved because of their ignorance of themselves. Uh, so that's what we need more self-awareness, uh, because the self-awareness produces the knowledge of ourselves and the knowledge of ourselves equals our worthiness. Mm. When you say the closer we are to nature, um, the healthier we are, you mean by that exactly what? Well, you know, like today, some people think there's a pill for every ill. So it's like the closer we are to nature, the healthier we'll be gives us the, uh, a real quick look at how important making a decision to um, eat uh, the herbs and, and the edible plants, uh, more uh, uh, plants that are from the garden instead of uh, uh, from the can, uh, from the packages, so forth, the refined foods. So uh, that that's what that means. Mm. Um, when, when you're making these kinds of presentations, specifically to African-American audiences, um, what do you find in your presentation? I'm asking you for a candid response here um, that they are resistant to. What What are we most often resistant to in these kinds of conversations? Well, 
it's resistant to anything that changes them from doing. It's like the the uh, they want to hear good news about their bad habits. Uh, like you know, most people. It's not even just in black folks. It's just uh, it's in most people that have uh, a culture or some tradition of eating a certain way because. They all the bottom line, whether they're black or any other color. We're looking; they're looking for uh, euphoria. Everybody wants to feel good, so they're resistant to change. They're resistant to uh, doing something different because they're still uh, standing on. This is what my uncle did. This is what my grandmother did. This is what uh, my people did. And some people think that the more soul food that they eat, the blacker they are. Hmm. So, so your mission is exactly what I'm just trying to. I'm trying to understand what what your end and aim is every day in the work that you do, Doctor Zaria. Oh yeah, my my uh, mission is to change these old, outdated narratives about nutrition because we've been lied to, uh, and we constantly are lied to. We've been experimented with. The human experimentation isn't talked about enough. Uh, so I want to change those narratives uh, where we can rely on. Uh, the food that is available to us, which uh, acts as the medicine that is available to us. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you say food that's available to us, <clears throat> what what I find uh, fascinating about that, maybe fascinating mm-hmm. is the wrong word, maybe disturbing is a better word, um, is that in communities of color, uh, the, the, the fresh fruit and the fresh meats and vegetables are not available to us. When you say available to us, what do you mean? They're available if we drive five miles. But when you say available by that, you mean what exactly? Well, you know, we have a lot of food deserts, uh, especially you can really go into uh, Sherman Oaks Market doesn't look like uh, the uh, one of the markets on Crenshaw. And uh, you can go to a Whole Foods Market in uh, the, um, you know, the suburbs, but you can come back to maybe like uh, we'll have a Simply Wholesome. And those two things, they don't match up. They don't, they look like they're almost there, like a mom and pops versus a corporation. So we just need to be more aware of those things that are uh, efficacious uh, when it comes to our different diseases and infections and, and mortality. No, I think you're not, you're not answering my question. My question is, I, I understand that, and I think everybody listening to this program understands there are food deserts. We understand that what happens on Crenshaw doesn't look like Sherman Oaks. We get that. My question was and is, what do you say to people when you tell them that we have to get closer to nature and, and eat those uh, foods and use those resources that are available to us when, in fact, they are not available to us? That's my point. Okay, well, I mean, if if you look at, I mean, uh, what's available to us, we do have uh, people in our communities that do understand uh, how effective eating uh, correctly or eating healthy is. Uh, they may not have the kind of uh, um, platforms as, as some other of our uh, leading celebrities. Uh, once we get people uh, to look at their eating as being just as important as their entertainment, as the sports, and other uh, ways that they get their euphoria, I think that we'll be more effective. Um, what, what, what are the challenges um, you think that we need to, uh, I want to rethink the word challenges. Um, no, that's the right word. What, what challenges, what press, what push uh, do we need to make against um, companies uh, individuals, uh, conglomerates, uh, to take more seriously these communities of colors, 
uh, uh, color and, and, and the resources that are, in fact, lacking for them. I mean, it's one thing to know that, that these food deserts exist. It's another thing for us to have an agenda for how we force others to be uh, concerned about that and moreover to do something about it. What's the agenda in that regard as you see it? I think, you know, first just to get beyond uh, the idea that black people are a monolith. I think that we are uh, made up of uh, a hugely diversified group of people, and we have different beliefs. There's a lot of subjectivity that is a part of the resistance that we were talking about earlier. Some people, or in most people, are eating according to their belief systems, and that stems from a masjid or a mosque or a temple or a church or a synagogue. They all have beliefs uh, that uh, eating a certain way uh, or um, having a certain feeling, because it goes back to that euphoria again. They want to feel good, and what happens is that whatever we do repetitiously, it inculcates our subconscious mind, and we keep going in these circles because our subconscious mind trumps our conscious mind or the ego. You think that black folk are the only ones who eat according to their belief systems? No, not at all. I think that, that all of us do. Uh, whether whether it's from a, a tribe uh, somewhere in Africa or if it's like the Hunza up in the mountains, uh, it, it doesn't make any difference. It's the way that our minds are um, designed is that the subconscious mind, whatever is repeated, whatever is repetitious, that is uh, the the tool that becomes the overrider to a logic. Mm -hmm. You're not the first one. I'm, I'm glad you're doing the work you're doing, but you're not the first one to come this direction. I'm thinking of people like Dick Gregory who were doing this many, many years ago, and a lot of folks before Dick Gregory who were raising mm -hmm. these kinds of issues about how we change the narrative uh, of human nutrition uh, by offering uh, you know, a variety of uh, new and different approaches. You think we're making any progress in that regard? And I ask that because, again, this is not the first time I've had this conversation, and yet everybody that comes through makes the same argument. The argument is legitimate, and yet you look at the results. You look at the mortality rates. You look at the pre-existing conditions, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just wondering whether or not, um, with all due respect to your mission and the mission of others, whether or not you think we're making any progress in, in fact, changing the narrative about human nutrition, specifically as it relates to uh, communities of color. Oh, man, that's a beautiful uh, question. I, I knew uh, Dick Gregory, and uh, when I was traveling with Stevie Wonder, I learned a lot from him because he was always on the road with us uh, um, periodically. Mm -hmm. I think that when it comes to the um, uh, us not changing or repeating these same habits, uh, I think that the thing that has been missing all of these years is that we don't talk about the most important uh, constituent of uh, being successful when it comes to uh, eating healthy food, and that's to learn about yourself first. And as long as they keep us ignorant about ourselves, you know, it doesn't make any difference about the food because if you don't care about yourself, it doesn't make any sense to take care of yourself. When you say, uh, as you said a couple of times now, when they keep us ignorant about ourselves, who's the they you're talking about? And, and that's a two-part question. One, who's the they? And number two, what, mm -hmm. resp what responsibility do we have for no longer being ignorant about ourselves, whatever you mean by that? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, that, that is funny because I always say, who is they? You can get a Ph.D. in they. Exactly. <laughs> However, we, 
we when we when I say they, I'm talking about those people with the deep pockets that actually stay on uh, TV 24/7. The ones that are that can afford the type of uh, um, uh, commercials and the type of uh, uh, information that we get about uh, what we put in our bodies. You know, like for years, for instance, Wonder Bread, uh, you know, does a body good 12 ways, you know. Uh, like all the, the only thing that we know about, for instance, uh, uh, vitamins is vitamin C mostly. That's the most famous vitamins because it's talked about most of the time in refined foods. So, yeah, we have the responsibility to teach ourselves and to learn more about the things that we feed ourselves and our children, because this is uh, definitely the premise, uh, premises of which we, we're on when it comes to the sustaining of, of the black community. Mm. What responsibility was the second part of my question was, what, what is the responsibility that the black community has to educate itself and to not remain, again, to use your word, ignorant uh, about how, in mm -hmm. fact, we have become slaves to our taste, to texture, tradition, uh, etc.? Yeah, that's that's um, ignorance to overcome ignorance. The, again, the the uh, low self-esteem is got to be one of the worst diseases on the planet. And when people don't take time to talk about themselves, for instance, usually when we talk about nutrition, <clears throat> uh, you will hear people saying the same thing that they said in 76, that they said in uh, 91. It's the same stuff over all the way back to 1941. But when we start talking about, first of all, understand what you are, but today we more know more about who we are. Uh, we like uh, entertainment over uh, understanding health. And so this is what we uh, should take more time in finding out more about the importance and the beauty of the gift of life for ourselves as individuals. Mm -hmm. You're the founder of The Rhythm Diet. Tell me about The Rhythm Diet. Okay. The Rhythm Diet is uh, a... Uh, I founded a rhythmic ingestion, which is a style or a lifestyle of eating. A rhythm diet just means that right now the BLD system, that this is when people eat anytime, anywhere, and anything that they want to. And, and that's really uh, also the recipe for illness. But in order to um, get the best out of a lifestyle, we have to first ascertain whether or not it lowers the risk of uh, disease and illness, infection, and death. And what we do is we've, we choose the food that gives us the most uh, euphoria. And the euphoria just, you know, that's, that makes us feel good, but feeling good doesn't make us healthy. So the rhythm diet teaches us how to eat, when to eat it, and the, the portions to eat. So what to eat, uh, when to eat, and how much to eat. And mm. that's what we don't have in place now. We can eat anything, anytime. Mm. And so we lead uh, obesity for another year. Is, is there a process for how one um, uh, establishes uh, what the rhythm diet is for them? In other words, is this an individual pursuit or is this one size fits all? Man, you answer some great questions. That's great. Yes, it is for individuals. It's not like a cookie cutter. 
So uh, it works with the um, the core of the uh, rhythm diet is all about the circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. When we eat, uh, when we find, for instance, let's say you get up at 6 a.m. And from 6 a.m. Uh, to 12 p.m. is the first uh, 12 hours. From 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. is the second uh, 12 hours. That's a half a day. And that's what the circadian rhythm is based on, how long you awake, how long you go to sleep. But it also uh, talks about how food affects your brain and your heart. We keep dying like in our sleep or uh, heart disease continues to lead, diabetes, atherosclerosis, and all of that. Well, we, we eat at any time. We take this huge amount of food to bed with us. And, it, and, and we don't break it down, so it's stored the next day. But what we did damage on is our heart. It didn't rest. Mm. And it does that year after year, and then we, we're faced with the, all the diseases along with premature death. Yeah. Um, how can folk learn more about the Rhythm Diet? Uh, they can go to my site uh, on drzarif.com and uh, all the other um uh, you can stay in contact with me also on the on Clubhouse in the Mind of Nature. I teach it free. I, I mean, I, I I do the whole thing with uh, uh, work with uh, outpatients and so forth. But I will I teach it free. So my um, uh, all the different YouTube that I have on Dr. Farid Zarif, I have educational tapes that people can listen to and look at and and learn about themselves as well as. Uh, how to eat correctly. The Mind of Nature is his program on Clubhouse. He is a PhD, MPH, a bariatric medicine uh, nutritionist, an expert, as you have heard, on human nutrition. Our great honor to have had him on this program. Uh, Dr. Fareed Zarif, thank you for coming on, sir. All the best. You have a great year. And thank you so much, sir. Thank you very much. You also. Thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on. Once we get past news, traffic, and sports in about uh, a few seconds from now, uh, we'll uh, commence a conversation with Glory Dolphin Hamus about why, in fact, African-Americans, new data suggesting that we are more exposed to bad air than anybody else in this country. No surprise there, but why is uh, nothing being done about it? Uh, We'll see if President Biden addresses the environment tonight in his big speech. I'm not sure, but we'll talk about it in a moment when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580.